Hello, hello, welcome back to our Advent series, Unwrapping the Gift of Christmas. It is um, day 13, I believe, and we are almost at the end of our second week of our Advent podcast series. And this week, we've been looking at um, Christ. He is the Prince of Peace. So it's been a, a peace journey this week, a, a pilgrimage through understanding peace around us and understanding God's peace. And today we're really going to focus on receiving God's peace. You know, we've spoken a lot this week about how Christ offers us peace. We've spoken about how we can be a peacemaker for somebody else. We've spoken that God's peace is very different to the world's peace. It's eternal. It's not temporary. And um, that, like I've said this week so many times, there's the hustle and bustle of life. And finding moments of peace can really be challenging. It, it's so rewarding when we do get to do that. But in the midst of this chaos, in the midst of this world and uh, and the busyness and the good times and the difficult times, God offers us a very profound and trans transformative peace, you know, and we get to jump into that process of how to receive His divine peace in our lives today. So I'm really excited. Let's uh, let's get started. Um, we're going to be looking at the scripture today of Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. And this is a very well-known scripture. A lot of people use this one. But it says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. I honestly think that this verse, like we could meditate on this verse for another five years and maybe not get it right, like all the time, you know, it could be, <laughs> we could really study this for a very long time and still have to learn how to live it out every single day. And so many of us go through situations where we do experience anxiety, where we do experience, you know, just um, this uh, natural sense of panicking or concern or worry. And the Bible brings it up all the time. Do not fear. Do not worry. Like it must be a real relevant thing if it comes up so often. But today's verse says, do not be anxious about every anything. Don't be anxious about anything. And the Apostle Paul, who's writing this to the Philippians, to the church in, in Philippi, he's, he's giving us a roadmap for receiving God's peace. He's showing us how we can practically receive God's peace every single day. And it involves surrendering our anxieties. It involves making our requests known to God and embracing a posture of thanksgiving. And that sounds so simple. And it is, but we have to be willing to try it and do it. And I think that, you know, all too often in um, this world, we take on this label of I have anxiety, I am anxious, and we receive it as a badge, not even a badge of honor, but like a cloak, like it's something that we wear on a daily basis. We're expecting to experience anxiety. We're expecting to carry this with us for the rest of the li our lives. And here, the Bible is clearly telling us, do not be anxious. You know, I mean, it's obvious that it's there. Otherwise, it wouldn't tell us to not be anxious. 
but it's telling us do not be anxious. I was so encouraged reading uh, Catherine Booth's biography. She was the co-founder of the Salvation Army with her husband, William Booth. And in the story, it tells us how William Booth, this incredible man who evangelized and had revivals and just shaped um, the, just, you know, brought a new shape of what church could look like and what people could do in church um, at the beginning of, you know, the 19th century and or 20th century. And, and here he is, and they share in this biography how he often suffered from anxiety and despair. And it's like, even the greatest of our Christian fathers have suffered with this. And so this verse is relevant to every single one of us. We have this ability to shift anxiety in our lives by doing these simple steps that the scripture is telling us by surrendering to God, making our requests known to him and embracing a posture of thanksgiving. So how do we practically live this out? Well, you can have freedom from anxiety. It is there. God liberates us from the chains of anxiety. It is very clear in scripture that we can have this. We don't always get it on this side of eternity, but we can have it. We can continue to pray for that. We can continue to choose his peace. Uh, first Peter chapter five, verse seven says that, you know, it's an invitation to cast our cares upon him, knowing that he cares for us, you know, so cast your cares upon him. The Bible also talks about Jesus, you know, um, being, Uh, taking our burdens, like, you know, this yoke of burden that we carry, he wants to take it from us. And we have to actively take it off our lives and put it on him. God, please take this burden that I'm carrying. Help me walk through this. Help me feel your peace through this. It's a surrendering to him. I don't want to do this by myself. Uh, But you know, where Jesus says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He's like, he's telling us, I'm going to help you through this. One of the ways we can do that, this verse continues to tell us, is through prayer and thanksgiving. This has been something that I've been working on for quite a while over the past couple of years. I have been training my brain to wake up thinking prayer and thanksgiving. It is not easy. <laughs> um, it's not easy. We we naturally want to take on the worry, but I've been training myself that when I wake up and my mind starts to go to the worry, because there are difficult times in our lives and my brain wants to go there and think about it and toss and turn. And every time that those thoughts try to come in, I start with Thanksgiving. Thank you, God, for today. Thank you for my children. Thank you for my husband. Thank you for provision. Thank you for the roof over our heads. Thank you for running water and electricity. If you all know, I come from Zimbabwe. And so that is, that's a thing. Like that's a real thing. Thank you for running water and electricity. Thank you that I have tea. Thank you that I have people that are listening to my podcast. Thank you for parents that care and that extend themselves on behalf of us. Thank you for, um, you know, friends. Thank you for a church community that we can belong to. Thank you for the clothes that I wear. Thank you. Just little things that I seem to take for granted. I am going to position myself in a posture of thanksgiving. Um, And the more I do that, the more I'm able to push back the worry and allow God's peace into my life. And as we 
present our requests with thanksgiving, we acknowledge God's sovereignty and express gratitude for His faithfulness. So in my thank yous, I thank Him for things that we haven't yet got. So thank you for um, a new car. <laughs> That's my prayer at the moment. Thank you for a new car. Thank you that He is preparing clients for our businesses so that we can prosper and be successful. You know, thank you for peace in our city because if our city prospers, we prosper. And so I prepare my mind to constantly have these prayers of thanksgiving almost on tap. And the more I say them, the more heartfelt they become. And it's easier for me to get into that posture. And what this does is it takes me to a place where I'm able to guard my heart and my mind from anxiety. I am able to create a protection barrier because if I'm in that posture of prayer and thanksgiving, I can't be in a posture of worrying and anxiety. The two can't live together. And and so it's that case of, um, you know, God help me to create the space of guarding my heart. If you think about um, Hagar and her son Ishmael, when, you know, they get expelled from their camp and Sarah tells Abraham, you need to get rid of them. And so he sends them off into the desert and she's sitting there and she's crying and she's crying. And Lord knows I'd be doing more than crying if I was in such a desperate situation. But the angel comes to her and he's like, what are you crying about? And she's like, <laughs> I mean, first of all, like, hello, can you not tell? We've run out of water. We've run out of food. I have a small boy and I am desperate. And he says, right in front of you is the oasis, is the very thing you've been praying about. But you've been crying so much that you haven't been able to see it. And that's often what anxiety does is that it overwhelms us so much. We're crying so much in our anxiety. We cannot see what God has already placed in front of us. Stop the crying and open your eyes to see what God has placed in front of us. I'm not saying don't cry. We are, we are emotional beings and crying is good for the soul. But often when we're so wrapped up in anxiety, we can't see what he's already done. And that's what prayer and thanksgiving does. It helps us to stop the crying in anxiety, and it helps to bring us to that place of being able to see the oasis that is already in front of us. It guards our hearts and minds, providing a shield against the onslaught of worries and fears. That's what it does. That's what the peace of God does in our lives. Um, it's, it's incredible. It's truly, I don't think that there's a scientific or a meditative process that the world can offer that can do this for ourselves. I really don't. And I, I challenge you to, um, to try me on that one. But if you find yourself longing for God's peace, here are a few scriptures that you can meditate on in your prayers of thanksgiving um, that offer the promises of His peace. So if you are in a difficult place right now, even if you're in a great place, I encourage you to to take hold of these promises so that you can have them in your lives. You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. That's Isaiah 26 verse 3. You will keep in perfect peace. Oh my goodness, can I be kept in perfect peace every day? How do I do that? I steadfast my mind on God, on Jesus, on the Prince of Peace. John 16 verse 33 says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. 
In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have already overcome the world. <laughs> so it's like we're getting into a difficult place, but he's telling us, I've already won the battle. You don't have to worry. And then Romans 15, 13 says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you can overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we ask him, this is a constant choice, a constant asking, God, fill me with joy, fill me with peace because I trust in you. I want to be an overflow. That's what we spoke about, I think about two days ago. I want to be an overflow of hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. So let's actively engage in the process of receiving God's peace today. Spend time in prayer, uh, present your anxieties to Him. Don't try and just brush them off and pretend they don't exist. Acknowledge them, bring them before Him. He wants to help you with those and embrace a heart of thanksgiving. You have so much more in front of you than you realize. Don't lose hope and don't lose um, the power of thanksgiving in your life. Tomorrow is going to be our final day of this week of, of peace, of studying um, peace. And we're going to be looking at the fullness of peace. So please come and join me tomorrow. I can't wait to talk to you. And thank you so much for joining me today. Have a blessed day. Have a wonderful rest of your day. And um, I'll talk to you tomorrow.